What's up, team? Welcome to the Live Well Podcast. It's your host, Bree Goodfellow, and today it is the April Update Show. All things happening in Strogside in the month of April. I'll go over everything with Mitchell Black. We're going to go and dive right into it. Here we go. All right, we're live. I have a question for you. I'm so ready. In the last 24 hours, what is the most interesting thing that you've learned? Ooh. And it can't be fitness related. Oh, jeez. Oh, darn. Um, well, no. So, all right, in the past 24 hours, man, that's a really good question, especially that, since you put parameters on it and said it can't be like, you know, anything fitness related or something. Um, all right, so I just finished Think and Grow Rich. Uh, that's a book. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a picture book, and there's pop ups. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's um no, it's it's a really good book. It came highly recommended, and um, it's all about like mindset and stuff like that. And it can be like rich in finances, or it can be rich in it's it's all about like mindset, right? That's all it's about. But it was written. In, it got published in 1937, so it oh. had yeah, it had a lot of the guy who wrote it studied when they were alive. Um, Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, uh, like all these, uh, uh, Vanderbilt, like all these like, you know, tycoons, right? And it's all about like his story of learning them. Or when they were alive, were they all alive at the same time? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, yeah, when was Thomas Edison alive? It, um, he died in 1919. Shut up, really? Yeah, yeah I, I thought I, he was I, like, no, because I was like going through the book, I'm like, what epic freaking time warp <laughs> were you in? So I, I Googled it all, and yeah, so, um, Henry Ford died in 47. Um, and, uh, Vanderbilt died in 33 or something like that. So yes, they were all alive. Edison died first, 1919, but, um, but he was still, you know, the book was in 37. So, you know, he was, he got to meet him. Yeah. That's not what I learned. All right. So I already learned something. It it just, it was just really interesting Mm. that this stuck out to me at the end of the book. It talks about, um, everything that happened with the Spanish flu. And it was really interesting comparing how the world handled the Spanish flu. And then we just went through COVID. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it's not an opinion. Like, I'm not like saying one's worse than the other one. It was just really interesting hearing something a hundred and something years ago. And they virtually viewed it and handled it and had all the same debates and all this kind of stuff that we do now. Weird. And I was like, huh. That's just, and I don't think I ever would have thought anything about it if COVID didn't happen, but it was just that, that, you know, we just went through it and then I'm reading about it mm. and that's literally identical. Wasn't it exact, almost exactly a hundred years apart too? Yeah. So when I said that, somebody else said that like exactly, and I, that I don't know. It's just, um, so if I had to pick weird. one thing I learned in the past 24 hours, you know, that's something that just stuck out to me. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe, you know, humans like, like. We're all different, but we're all similar. So, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred and something years ago, we had the Ford Model T and, you know, thought the earth was flat or like, you know, whatever. <laughs> but like, you know, fast forward, we all, it's similar, not that different. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I hope that answers your question. I wasn't ready for the question. But, no, that's uh, okay. That's why I like to ask random questions. No, like that was that. good. That's really interesting. Um, I learned, I've been listening. I'm a huge fan of the Joe Rogan podcast, obviously. Joe Rogan for president. A hundred percent. And um, <laughs> they were talking about the types of skin that you have on the back of your hands and on your face and how they're different. You know, it's different skin cells there compared oh, to the yeah, rest yeah. of your body because, like, that's where you don't grow hair. And so if you're trying to 
the effects of hot temperatures and cold temperatures is very different on those parts of your body yeah. versus like where you do grow hair, obviously. So like, and they were talking about, you know, like cold therapies, um, like in cold showers. That's why you have to immerse like your whole head in because your whole body will acclimate quicker if you put your whole head in and your face and everything yeah. rather than just like your arm, right? Like just an elbow or something, you know, like if your whole head goes under. I don't know. And I'm just fascinated how the body like is constantly trying to find discomfort and repair itself. I just, I'm like, do y'all realize like you get a scab and then it's gone in a few days. Like you literally like repair yourself and you don't even know. You're just doing, you're worried about freaking, I don't know, something stupid like what you saw on TikTok. And then meanwhile, your body's literally healing itself right before your eyes. Yeah, it makes you wonder if it's a pro or a con that we can think ahead. What do you mean? Like the reason, all right, so I don't know, th this is totally on topic with the podcast, by the way, <laughs> but do you ever watch a baby? I do this all the time. Watch a baby and wonder how in the world are we alive? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a brand new baby and a saber-toothed tiger, mm -hmm. and somehow we lived, right? I think about it all the time. But it's like, but it's because we can think ahead. So we can think, you know, like, like if you look at it like a dog, for example, their thought pattern's really short. They can only memorize a few things. They can't predict the future. They mm -hmm. can't say, if I do this, this happens. As humans, we can say, well, I'll take a logical step and I'll do this and so on and so forth. But when we look at how our body wants to, it, it wants to be sedentary. It wants to be the same. It doesn't want resistance. It wants comfort. Our brains need to seek discomfort. So there's a disassociation there. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting that because we, because you know that, you think it's interesting. But some lion roaming Africa that's got a little cut on him mm -hmm. is just worried about eating a zebra. Yeah. He doesn't think that the the body's going to heal itself. He doesn't waste his time being like, you know what I really need to do to be my best self? I need to take cold showers. Yeah. <laughs> like that. that's us saying we're so comfort. We have so much comfort mm -hmm. that we need to seek water temperature to feel like we're an animal. Well, I mean, and I, know, you, I mean, I take cold showers too. I know, yeah. I'm just saying it's just, it's the fact that we know it mm -hmm. that makes it, I don't know, interesting. But also too, it, I was really humbled this morning and this is kind of off topic and I won't go too far into this, but I was ta talking to one of my clients about it and she was like, I don't know how you do that. I, I will, I'll never do them again. I was like, oh, you used to do them? She was like, well, in India, all you could do was take showers from a bucket and yeah. it was only cold water. And I was like, yeah, no, I feel like a big old jerk because I'm sitting here going like, oh, it's awful. I'm here for my like a minute so 40. And like literally, and she was like, oh, my dad used to like, that's all we would do. And she was like, so I don't want to do them anymore. I'm like, that makes sense. Like, I get it. Yeah, you know, I, you know I felt like such a jerk. You know, Brinley has like, you know, she's tried out for Survivor or yes. like whatever. And uh, I told her when she told me that, I said, that's a really interesting show. And she said, why? And I said, because they pay you to survive where people currently live. <laughs> yeah yeah that's very true and then you just look at her privilege and it's like wow we're we're just chilling like what can i do today to make myself yeah. uncomfortable you take a cold shower and then go get my robe and yeah. eat a warm breakfast For real god so that was really humbling i learned that today but i'm a savage <laughs> I work so hard. It's yeah. literally on my thing, like my list of things to do. And I go check, yeah. <laughs> cold shower, done. Nailed it. I'm crushing it. Um, 
So, oh, we see, we have. We're supposed to talk about stuff. I know. Yeah. I know. But um, David Solomon said, I need my thumb to heal itself. Today's workout hurt my heart having to miss it. Oh, I know. Today was a good Dude. one. Yeah. Whoo, man. Those, those deadlifts got heavy for people. I know. That's like your favorite thing. It was like 315, Sorry, right? That was the weight for the men? I think so, yeah. yeah. And 205 for the ladies. Nice. That's my, that's my one rep max. Do you, like, you know that, like, weak people in the Olympics snatch that? Uh, yeah. Like, there's a, I used to hang out with this guy. He, um, he, he did not make the Olympics, and he weighed 135 pounds and snatched 275. Jeez. And I've watched Dmitry Klokov at 265 pounds snatch 425. What? For a bronze medal. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, oh, my God. What? You know what that makes me think of is, did you know that on the, so if you look at a tiger, so like when you hear those numbers, you're like, what's savage, right? If you look at the back of a tiger, its ears have white, like, I don't know, like, like a hook thing on the back of each uh -huh. ear, like a point uh -huh. because they're supposed to be disguised as eyes. So the predator oh. coming up on it gets scared thinking that it's looking at its eyes. Mm -hmm. And just like you hear Dmitry Klokov and you go, he got bronze, who got gold. I'm like, what eats a tiger? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. What freaking beast who is, is he out afraid there? Of? Yeah. He knows something we don't. Yeah. So, yeah, that's um, people are animals. Yeah, no kidding. That's a whole other level. That it's just an art just to watch those people move. And they just get it. It's one lift for years and years and years over and over and over again. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting when you think about it. It's just like somebody run like 100 meters. I mean, it's like it's so technical, just insane. But that's just sport. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, now's probably a good time to segue into what we're doing in April. Let's talk about some programming. We're doing one rep max snatches. No, just there's, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Don't freak out. Um, so let's dive into what we're doing in April with programming. Yeah, I'm super pumped up for the programming in April because I think that, well, not think I know, it is taking an ex, an, an evolution-based approach to, uh, to the mindset of training. So typically when people think programming, it's like, okay, I'm going to do, I don't know, five sets of six this week, then five sets of five next week, but I'm going to add this much weight, then five sets of four, then three sets of two. I don't know, whatever. You could follow Jim Windler programming, five, three, one. You know, you can do all this stuff, and that is programming. But when you look at coaching, when you say, I'm going to coach somebody, part of it is teaching them how to exercise. But what if you looked at exercise in general? When you look at programming in general, is that working? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> no, when you look at programming in general, uh, it there is a point where the athlete can become really stinking good at what you're trying to teach them. Like let's, let's take a slam ball at some point. Don't there's only so many ways to pick a ball up and slam it on the ground. Mm -hmm. Right. Or double unders or like, yeah, you might not be the world's best at double unders, but when you can do like a hundred in a row, I mean like what else dude, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So there becomes a way of how you're going to attack the workout and how you're going to administer that workout. Because if you look at the CrossFit Games best athletes, and you look at their coaches, their coaches are not coaching them on how to do the exercise better. Mm -hmm. That's actually what they're a professional at. They're a professional at doing exercise. Right. 
the coach is there to explain opportunity. You may want to attack the workout this fast, this slow. Hey, lift heavy here. Do this many reps. Hey, this is when the athlete's going to back off. It's a way for the outside to look in and say, this is how you need to approach this. And I think that's a really hidden gem when it comes to coaching that too often coaching is the black and white. Mm -hmm. Hey, lift this much, do this many percentages, push your knees out when you squat. Hey, great job. But the gray is, how how did you do it? Like, I, I appreciate that you're tired, but... How did you attack this? When did you push fast? Whatever. So in April, the primary focus of our workout categories is going to be grit. Part of that being that we know that the following month we're doing Murph and we're getting all like lean at summertime and yeah, that's fun and all that kind of stuff. And we pick a workout category each month to kind of dive into, but it's going to be pretty grit focused. You will still see every workout category every week. You'll still do clang and bang, rev and spicy, but you're going to see grits more frequently Two three on the long end times per week. But what we're going to lean into is an advancement on that RPE chart that you guys saw get rolled out last month, where now what we're going to be diving into is, hey, here's what it is, but here's how you do it. It's strategy. A hundred percent. And and really taking that element of our coaching to a different level. Like if if the only reason you're talking to your coach is Mm form-based, that will end. But if it's a trust relationship where you're looking for guidance and you're saying, how do I do this better? Because you can take that conversation as far as you want to go with it. Uh, I don't really want to compete in a competition. Like, that's fine. But I promise you, I promise you, if you run a six-minute mile and squat double body weight, you will look the way you want to look. So if I had somebody training me on performance so I could do better in the workout, wouldn't I get more work done? And doesn't work equal my results? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't I want advice on that? Yeah. Sounds great to me because <laughs> tired doesn't equal results. Performance equals right. results. That's huge. I mean, and knowing the difference between what it is to execute something efficiently versus just being tired. And I think that's a huge part of the RPE chart and how it's been communicating, especially for me, like myself. I mean, I know like I, I designed the thing, but like actually yeah. like, you know, going through it, um, in class and being able to reference and look at the chart, understanding what I'm supposed to be feeling and why, like rather than just always like dying on the floor after a workout, you know, going as hard as I can. I just want to be super sweaty. I want to go super freaking hard rather than actually having a strategy and where to be the most efficient with my time in the workout as it is and with where I want to put my energy the most, like in a clang and bang you are going to put so much more energy into a heavier lift than the other things that are just trying to get your heart rate up. Yeah. So. No, that's exactly it. And the strategy matters a lot. I mean, if you look, it's interesting to talk about high-level athletes. I don't think you need to compare yourself to high-level athletes because, you know, it's, I don't know if you ever saw this old-school video of Rich Froning um, eating peanut butter and jelly out of a tub. No. So this video went out <laughs> and he was, he was joking, but kind of serious, eating peanut butter and jelly out of a tub, talking about, you know, getting his calories in. And everybody's like, oh, that's the secret to fitness. Whip up some peanut butter and jelly, put it in a tub. And I'm like, no, bro. If you're working out four times a day, maybe, maybe. Yeah. And you need that calorie volume. It's not like what you do. Like, oh, man, there's the undercover secret. It's peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. No, meaning that looking at a blanket statement of working out gets me my results. Like, it, all this boils back to integrity, 
that we have to make sure that what we're providing is constantly progressing our members. Mm -hmm. And if the answer was 21, 15, nine, get really tired or really hard workout, give them this really hard workout. If that was the answer, we would either be having this conversation on a jet or we would have been out of business a long time ago because somebody else would have just said, oh man, just do really hard crap. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do really hard stuff. A lot of people mix up that peanut butter and jelly, right? And it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's how you do it. And then logically that makes sense. Oh yeah, how you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I can work out at a lesser level and do more work than you. Mm, so at a lower intensity. The first time I ever did grace, 30 clean and jerks for time. I, I, I'll, tell, I'll tell you two things. I did grace, 30 clean and jerks for time. At 135 pounds. I, At what time? What was I'm time? about to tell you. Oh. All right. I did the first. This is 2012, maybe 2011, something like that. Uh, I did the first 10 unbroken. All right. Did not let go of the bar. Got all 10 in like nine seconds. <laughs> Workout total, 15 minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> swear to God. Yeah. And then, and then I did Fran. 21, 15, nine thrusters and pull-ups. And this is back like, it might've been earlier than this, like 2010. This is back when like everybody went to crossfit.com and it was this old 1970s chat board and <laughs> they would post a workout at eight o'clock at night for the next day. And everybody got there and they'd do it. And there was no app or anything. So you would get on there and you'd post your times and you know, mm. somebody from Iceland or whatever would, whatever. And I did Fran, 21, 15, nine thrusters and pull-ups, 95 pounds for the men, 65 pounds for the women. I put 95 pounds on the bar, did three thrusters and went back to the computer because I was 100% sure that no human <laughs> could do 95 pounds. And if they can, they're not. Yeah, I was it. like, that's fake. That's <laughs> liar. It's an option. You can do 95 <laughs> or 65. You choose. That is cool. And I was like, there's no freaking way. 17 minutes uh-huh. for my first one. And I'll tell you right now, half those pull-ups didn't count. Yeah. They were maybe like two inches, little little squigglies yeah (laughs) yeah and um but I did it right I was very tired well and and that's the difference and yeah you did something and and it's not to take away like an accomplishment that you completed something but was it in the way that you were supposed to do it because here's the deal is here here's what we know and why workout categories exist so I did it in 17 minutes, my first ever Fran. Mm. The best Fran time in the world is 157. What? My best Fran time, uh, two under three, like 247 Jeez. or something like that. So let's just say 245. And let's make math easy. Let's say I did 1745. Mm. So I had done it in two minutes or yeah, two minutes and 45 seconds. And my worst time was 1745. Mm-hmm. So that means that my body just moving two minutes and 45 seconds. That means I rested for 15 minutes in that workout. Yeah. So was it effective? Did I get quality work done? Mm -hmm. I may have an ego and I may be like, you know, heck yeah. And there's a time and a place. Like at some point you just have to run the mile. At some point you need to just do the work that's on the bar. That's not what I'm saying. Generally speaking, if I did every workout like that, I was like, oh man, I did Fran today. Yeah, but you you only worked out really for two and a half minutes, and then you stood around exhausted for fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Did did that help? Right. I not not it wasn't optimal. We'll yeah. Put it that way. 
There's a because it's the same thing. Like you can. This is how I think of it. You can live off of eating fast food at McDonald's. Like you will. You'll live. Yeah. But is that going to be optimal? Are you going to have optimal health? No. Like I will do much better eating whole foods. And that's why adjusting and modifying is so important. Like all this lives in our focus for April is we are going to be living in that grit category because the longer duration teaches you how to pace. And had somebody been coaching me when I did my 17 minute Fran and said, Mitchell, appreciate the effort. But today is going to be an empty barbell day because the intention of this workout is really no more than seven minutes Mm -hmm. because I need you to build up enough stamina to even be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Lifting a large load like that and halvesy reps and form breaking isn't effective. Right. And when you can control that, we'll go from 45 to 55 pounds. Mm-hmm. We'll go from 55 to 65 pounds. But I want to refine your movement mm-hmm. over and over again. That would have been way, maybe I actually would have made regionals rather than like kind of close. Yeah. You know, like it was, um, so that's where, that's where that strategy portion lives. And it lives in, there's nothing wrong with doing a 20 pound slam ball instead of a 30 pound slam ball. Yeah. We don't want people getting time capped. Right. You need to earn the time cap yep. and you'll never beat the time cap. If you're going, if you're running too far, lifting too much, doing advanced gymnastics, whatever, ripping your hands wide open, that never build <laughs> the work. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's like, you know, I, I could talk about this all day, but I kind of view the same when people do like muscle up practice. You know, that's a tricky thing, mm-hmm. right? Because you're if you keep doing muscle up practice and all you're doing is failing the muscle up, you're practicing failed reps. Mm-hmm. You're never practicing success. Yeah. So you just train the body to fail, fail, fail. And then when you luckily make one, you can't really link the steps together on why you did that. Yeah. Versus going up to the athlete who's trying muscle-ups be like, okay, cool. Can you do seven strict pull-ups? No, I can do one. Okay, get seven strict pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Once you put all your time, energy, and attention, this 30 minutes that you're practicing to fling yourself over the bar, <laughs> do seven strict pull-ups. Well, what's next? I'm going to teach you how to do chest-to-bar. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to teach you how to do strict chest-to-bar. And then I'm going to teach you how to do belly button-to-bar. And then when you do muscle-ups, you'll be like, oh, that was so easy. Yeah. 100%. No, yeah. I'm with you. And I think um, in looking some – at something like Murph and how we're practicing strategy through grip yeah. workouts this month, you know, if if you don't run right now, you more than likely won't run on Murph day. And that is okay. Like some people are like, we have rowing options for a reason. Like if you are not running currently, don't freak out. Like, you know, it's what's going to work for you that day. Um, I think there's a lot of people who think like they have to do it one certain way to, for it to count yeah. as that Murph. It's like, it's not about, I mean, like the idea of like what the workout is and where it comes from is is very meaningful. But in talking about the stimulus of what you're supposed to feel during that workout is far more important. Yeah. Than if you don't even get through it and you absolutely murder yourself and you can't even get through half of it, you know, but but because you have to do it the only way, which is just so incorrect. Yeah, I think, and that boils down to your daily training. And um, so we can... We can talk about what we're going to lean into. Um, so we'll go through April. And then at the end of April, we're, we're having some new tests that we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And that's going to lean into uh, May 
but it, it starts the end of April. We do Murph prep Mondays. Mm-hmm. So we'll go through a five week series that after we build this capacity after like your coaches are going to be leaning hard into workout explanation, adjustments, modifications, the stimulus of the workout, how you actually want to accomplish the workout. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of April, you're going to go through a five week Murph prep Monday. And that just gets you used to building up volume in your running, pull-ups, push-ups, and squats. Everything you'll see in Murph. And when you do Murph in May, you can do a full Murph. You can do a half Murph. Those are general options. And you can run or you can row. Because we're not going to, you know, some people just can't run for whatever reason. So run or row. So we're going to be doing a uh, cool new benchmark that we'll be doing at the end of uh, April Mm -hmm. where it starts with a mile for time or a 2K row for time followed by an AMRAP. I don't want to let everything out of the bag right now, but it is a baseline conditioning test Mm -hmm. where you'll be able to run the mile for time. Or if you're like, no, I'm a rower, row 2000 meters for time and then enter a second part of the workout. But it's a, it's a neat way to gauge the motor. Because you're trying to predict the future. I mean, a really good Murph time with a vest, a very, very good Murph time, is under an hour. 45 minutes is like, you you could like go to the CrossFit Games. I mean, that's pretty stinking good. Mm-hmm. So you know that if you're not that good, you look like an hour and a half, right? <laughs> so I mean, like, you got to predict the future a little bit. Yeah. And you have to understand what that motor is going to be like. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what that will get you. We'll work on that strategy. Yeah. Just pacing yourself. Do not come out in that first mile as fast as you can because it's not going to go well. Yeah. And then tell me if I'm jumping too quick, but the next thing we're going to progress into is skill work. So mm-hmm. we have built, spent the last two to three months building foundational strength. Yeah. And foundational strength is, you know, press the bar before you jerk the bar, jerk the bar before you split jerk the bar. Um, you know, uh, I'm going to front squat before I squat clean. Like you need these foundational lifts and you've gone through these monthly cycles to do that, to build strength. A lot of you guys have PR'd, you know, it's been awesome, right? But there's also something called dynamic strength. So if I had a, a uh, foundational movement, like a strict pull-up, a kipping movement or a kipping pull-up would be dynamic strength and dynamic expresses power. That's the cool stuff you see on Instagram, just lump it into that, right? <laughs> when you're like, I want to do a power clean. Great, Nancy, let's teach you how to deadlift first. Yeah. You know, that's where it's all built. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's what we're going to be doing a lot of in April. So you've seen a lot of power cleans, a lot of pulling. What you haven't seen is the full movement, like squat cleans or overhead squats. Now, to be clear, for anybody listening to that, you're going to see all this on Wattify. And you're going to see, like, I think it's next, when does this come out? couple days on Monday on Monday. Great. Okay. So Monday's workout says squatting and running and it will tell you the running and you're going to look at the bottom of Wattify and it's going to tell you your squatting options, front squat or overhead squat. Mm -hmm. We're very aware of that. You know, overhead squats freak people out, you know, like whatever we're not forcing anything. So Mm -hmm. you'll always see your options at the bottom. You can always do the best type of squat that works for you. But what you are going to see is you're going to see progression. So what we're going to focus on going through April and then diving into May a little bit is, okay, I can power clean. I can front squat. Now can you squat clean? If you can't, can you do a power clean plus a front squat? Mm -hmm. Build that up, do a squat clean. Okay, I can power snatch. I can overhead squat. Can you do a power snatch into an overhead squat? Then can you do a squat snatch? And then can you learn from different positions? You want to learn from the highest point first and lower the bar down. Can I snatch from the hip? Top of the knee, bottom of the knee, ground. 
like those progressions matter mm -hmm. and you have to go through a couple months of you know what is this lift like if you've never done a snatch before how ridiculous is that You'd be like all right you can take this barbell fling it up in the air now squat <laughs> under it what so how do i do it and then just because you feel comfortable with it doesn't mean you're good at it Feel and real are two completely different things. Mm. Just because you feel like you're good at it. Oh, I've been here. I've done some deadlifts. That does not mean you're good. Yeah. Nor does it mean that what you feel like you're doing. Oh, I feel really good in this movement. Oh, yeah. I've been guilty of it. The first time I ever snatched, it was like just pull, flick. Hope it freaks out. You like, saw mine. Yeah. I have that video. It was my first week at Strong Side. I just... I almost did a backflip, but I felt, <laughs> I felt amazing. Yeah, like, I, I did like, too. <laughs> I was like, I got this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm how I'm doing it. I can do it. Yeah. And then I went and took my first Olympic lifting course and they were like, I don't know what that is, <laughs> but we don't do those here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this new movement? Yeah. This is the lifting class. This is a <laughs> dance. And, uh, so point being feeling real are two different things. So you have to hone is what I'm feeling actually what's really happening and give an opportunity for advanced skill. And I know it sounds like woo-woo, but it's actual coaching. So it's that's not woo-woo at all. Well, okay, I'm gonna come into a class where you teach me how to feel the workout. What like that? We'll become one <laughs> with the heart well, rate. Well, you say it like that, but when you go over strategy and like yeah. how you're supposed to feel, that's not woo-woo, it's just like Hey, are you in tune with your body? Do you know like what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But like, I like working backwards. And what really matters is the work. So if I can do more work faster, I mean, it's all quantifiable. Like force times distance over, force times distance. Uh, yeah, force times distance. What's the, oh man, what's the equation for power? Force times distance over, is it force times distance over speed equals power? I don't forget, but um, that's the first time I ever forgot that. But it's quantifiable. So I can lift a load over a long distance. Like I can measure the distance. I can measure the time. I can get a power output. Mm -hmm. And if I can get a power output, then I can actually measure what I did. And if I can do so much power, I can, I can multiply that into torque. Like it is a mathematical equation mm -hmm. on what I'm – force times distance over time. Force multiply, multiplied by distance over time equals power. Man, God. Do you feel like you finally sneezed? Yeah. Like <laughs> Jeez. I know everybody was seriously concerned Very out there upset. when I was going to pull it together. But point being, that's what you're trying to back into. You're not trying to back into I'm more tired today than I was yesterday. You're yeah. trying to back into did I get more work done? Because mm -hmm. the work actually gets me the success. Right. For sure. Um, and then in talking about April programming as it is, you know, some people, I'm kind of changing directions. Yeah. Are going away on spring break. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah. Panama City Beach. Yeah. Club of Vila, I'll be there. A lot of cruises. A lot of cruises yeah. are happening. But not to worry, people. We got your back. Yeah. Because we will have the Strong Side Travel Guide. I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm pretty pumped up. This is a, a big level up from last year. Why, why do you say that? I don't say, I don't think last year was bad. It's just like, we did it in 45 minutes. That's <laughs> correct. Like, last year, like, <laughs> ah, colors, I smack. was far more concerned with making the thing. But now, like, we know how to make things, and, like those PDFs, and now actually having these workouts. I, I think we're going to have, like, what, 8 to 12 or 8 to 10 uh, workouts 12. in there? 12 workouts. Yeah. 12 workouts that can be totally done without equipment, which is fun. 
Or you can add equipment if you want to, if you're going to a place that has a gym. Yeah, as far as the, um, we'll talk about the nutrition here in a second, but as far as the workouts go, you're going to have three workouts per category. It's going to be available to all of our members totally for free this first go round. This is probably going to turn into something that will like sell, but um, for all you guys listening right now, totally free. And, um, and it's a guide. So when you go to town, when you're at your hotel, you know, we know that you're not going to have barbells and rowers and all this kind of stuff. It's all body weight, little to no equipment. It might involve a jump rope on some of them, but you may have your favorite workout category. You're going to have three workouts per workout category that you can choose from. And they're all going to be different. They're not all just am reps and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It'll be super fun. Each workout, no matter the workout category is going to be no longer than 45, usually about 30 minutes. Cause we know that you have, you know, vacation obligations yeah, and stuff. It in. We got places yeah. to be. <laughs> and it's stuff that you can do real simple, hot and sweaty, keep moving. Cause I don't know about you guys, but like I don't like thinking on vacation. I don't want to mm -hmm. think. I if I don't move, I feel terrible. Yep. Um, I'm because I'm so used to moving. And I I don't have a lot to like I'm I'm on vacation to do other stuff. Mm -hmm. But but a prerequisite for me is I need to just keep moving or I don't feel good. Well, it's like you go on vacation, you don't stop brushing your teeth. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be really weird if you I did. I mean, sometimes you go camping. <laughs> <laughs> well, camping is not my jam. Yeah. No, I like a very plushy hotel. And then I go to the gym. <laughs> but it, it's, I've been doing a lot of, this is kind of talking about the nutrition part of it, but because in the travel guide itself, there are nutrition um, tips and hacks and things just to be mindful of. All this week, I've been with my clients talking about strategies for next week when they all go away. Like, oh, what do I do? Like, I want to eat all the food. I'm like, eat the food. But yeah. like, look for protein and colors. Like, it's that simple. Hydrate, protein, colors. If you remember anything, just those three words, it's all you have to do. It's, it's not anything super crazy. But if you want to get really dialed into it and what liquors to avo like, av avoid, which ones to go towards, if you are going to drink and enjoy an alcoholic beverage, do it. But you can be smart about it. And yeah. <laughs> let's just give ourselves the best time that we can have. Yeah. I like that because, um, some things that we've gone over, like in the fitness funnel and stuff recently, which is, uh, you guys should subscribe to our YouTube channel, but, um, <laughs> I'm telling you dozens of views every day, uh, Dozen. tens of people. And, uh, <laughs> but the fitness funnel, what we've been talking about is, is things like that, but there's some, it's like you want to have control, but you also want to have fun. I mean, you can, I don't think anybody accidentally wants to drink an 1100 calorie drink and those exist. Uh-huh. Those pina coladas, y'all. We'll get you. Tastes so good. Yes. Yeah, so does cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that. We don't know. Yeah. That. I heard, I read that. It was, but I mean, that's, so it's like, you know, attacking these drinks and all the stuff that you're going to put out there in this guide. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a difference between clear liquor and dark liquor. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, what is the difference? How do I play with it? Okay, if I drink this drink, it's 900 calories. But if I make this one change, all of a sudden it's 400. Mm -hmm. But but that change wouldn't affect, it doesn't affect your good time. Like right. it's just, it's, yeah. I promise you will still feel yeah. drunk. Yes. <laughs> you will, I promise, if not drunker. Um, is that a word, drunker? It is when you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun fact, this is my favorite fact about alcohol. I don't drink alcohol, but... Um, tequila is a probiotic and it's like my favorite thing to tell people. That is the only thing that somebody <laughs> knew about you the other day. They're like, what's your name? Brie? She said tequila is a probiotic. She's my new best friend. Well, like, okay. yeah. 
For real. That used to be, like, when I did drink um, back in college, that was my drink, was tequila, basically. Yeah. That was wow, my- you went, like, hard. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, Trulia or whatever. No. No. Mm-mm, just tequila. Um, and that was before I knew it was a probiotic. That was before I cared about nutrition things. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, that's a fun fact. I couldn't. I just. So, The Rock came out with Terramana tequila. Oh, I haven't tried it, but yeah. Dude, I, saw I know you're not a drinker, but you should break that for like five minutes. <laughs> it's so good. And and this is from somebody that I couldn't drink tequila till he came out with it. Because. What do you mean? Spring break. Oh. 08. Oh, that's no. all I'm going to say. There's a year attached yeah, to dude. it, y'all. I mean, so bad. Oh, God. That, like, I was one of those people that. After spring break 08, I'd smell tequila and just instantly, whoa, oh, <laughs> just no. like, whoa. And then, oh. uh, and then the rock came out with his. I'm like, Hey dude, this is good. Wow. Yeah. And I don't drink often. It's just like, I don't know. It's like when you drink, yeah. it's, it's good. It right. doesn't make me want to go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've gotten over that. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. Yeah. It's a big milestone in my life. Thanks everybody. <laughs> Um, kombucha is always an option. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But, um, no, but anyway, in the travel guide itself, there's little tips on like which alcohols to go for, um, which ones to try and trend and avoid. And really it's the sugar that is put into the drinks guys. Like that is what gives you the hangover. Like it's, you not being hydrated enough and it's the sugar. <laughs> so like if you can cut the sugar out and just keep hydrating, I say like pregame with water. Every time you take a shot, take a shot of water, like yeah. let it water be your chaser constantly um it's little things like that <laughs> uh i would be passed out water beer chaser <laughs> two laps what happened to mitchell i don't know spring break 08 all over again but yeah so seriously there's even little tricks where you can do electrolyte tablets like new, a hangover is just dehydration of your brain yeah so if you're taking in water what happens is people get all their liquid from the alcohol which is dehydrating so they'll drink like a beer all night or their wine or whatever, yeah. and it's constantly dehydrating them. You will feel better if you take in water, Gatorade, Pedialyte, take a noon electrolyte tablet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I used to go up to the bar all the time and I would take a noon and I would just drop in people's drink and they got so mad at me. Mitchell. I'm kidding. No. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's a little electrolyte. You're going to be put on a list after this episode. <laughs> but you would... You just take that little electrolyte tablet. Um, there's a thing called Party Smart. You can go get it like at Publix and stuff. You know what? I think I did see that at Sprouts. Yeah, that's not in the Spring Break Survival no. Guide. Or whatever. But now you also, are you leaning into snacks a little bit too? Yeah, like easy travel snacks. Because, you know, we um, the last vacation me and Kim did is we did like a family trip uh, down to Disney with like, we don't have kids, but her brother has two kids. And like, you know, there's a whole bunch of people there and all this stuff. And I think a lot of people view a vacation as a way to just like eat cheeseburgers. And 100%. and we, 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 we felt like we did pretty good of, oh, we're going to Mickey Mouse, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, if I'm here, I'm going to get some turkey jerky. Like I'm going to get, yeah. you know, where's the guidance on, uh, well, it's the snacks that can be portable and not just a pain in the butt, you know, like you can take jerky anywhere. You can always pack like a banana. Like there's always just little things. The biggest thing I feel like I find when people go on vacation is they don't eat often enough. Mm. Like they maybe eat like a big breakfast, but then they don't eat all day and they go do all this walking and all of a sudden they're like, Oh my God, I'm starving. And they finally get to dinner and then they eat all the stuff at dinner and then they feel terrible rather than eating as frequent as you do 
if you work with one of the nutrition coaches, like yeah. we tell you to do, eating more frequently, like smaller meals throughout the day, um, or at least at least three times a day. Um, that way you're not just freaking binging out in one place and then the next place, and then you're drinking all this alcohol, then you're dehydrated, and then it's like a whole vicious cycle. So trying yeah. to stick to your the habits, it's the habits that you've built and applying that to vacation. I'm not saying you have to eat broccoli at every meal or anything, but like eat more, eat frequently and hydrate. Those are like the biggest things to take with you on vacation. So yeah, because if especially if you get dehydrated, your body craves food before it craves water. Yep. Because it knows you're going to respond to a hunger signal more than thirsty. Man, your, your brain just got you all figured out. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but um, I think that's going to be a big win. And that's dropping when? Friday. Ooh. Snap. Yeah, Friday night. I feel like there's a lot that I got to do. Friday, Friday night. Yeah. Friday night. Oh, my God. <laughs> It'll um, be fine. Yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, but I'm really happy with it. I think it's going to be cool, and it's going to be a really neat tool because it not knowing is a big part of the battle, meaning that if I go to Bucky's and I don't even know that there's a healthy option in Bucky's, mm-hmm. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to see the barbecue brisket, whatever they put in the middle, right? <laughs> I've and never been like, to Bucky's. So. You've never been to you didn't, you didn't go for aisle pile? We're going to go. Okay, gonna that is go. a field We have to plan trip. it. Yeah, exactly. Man, plan it. that would, you need to schedule some time. When we you are. Go to Bucky's, get We're you a souvenir. Excited. But uh, But you go in, it's like, if I don't know that these options exist or what even a healthier option might be or what to look out for, I'm not going to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not even going to, I would never have thought that, a daiquiri would be this amount of calories. Mm. And even the higher calorie drinks have less alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. So if my objective is to, you know, woo, mm. then I'm not even getting my objective. The, just the empowerment of information, I think will help people enter a vacation and feel better and come back better. Cause it's, you know, it's, it, I, we, they come back from spring break all the time or wherever they go. And then it's that immediate, just, Oh, I got to get back into it because yeah. you, you disassociate yourself so much. Look, mm-hmm. get the travel guide. Look up your 30 minute workouts. If you're out of town for a week, hit three or four 30 minute workouts. I know you're still going to be a little hungover or whatever. Do it fine. Do them at 50%. You just don't want to unidentify yourself. Right. I'm not an exerciser anymore. No, you're a person that exercises just like you're a person that brushes your teeth, just like you're a person that showers, yes. you know, just do the thing, mm-hmm. go through the movement, make it part of who you are, yep. empower yourself with information, go to the bar, order the healthiest drink you can get, not telling you not to have fun, but if your real true passion is to live healthy, lose weight, whatever, maybe you should do this drink, not that drink. Here's my five best, best options at Bucky's. That impacts your family's experience 0%. Yes. You could maybe make the argument that if you're going out to family dinner and you want to have fun, fine. But we're talking your six-hour car ride. You stop at the gas station three times. You get a bag of Ruffles and two <laughs> things of Skittles. And you're like, I don't feel good. Wow, Nancy, surprise. Yeah. You know, just empower yourself with that thinking and that education. Dial into that commitment. Mm-hmm. And then you identify yourself with somebody who exercises and eats well all the time. Right. Boom. Well, uh, agreed. Wow, that yeah. was great. Um, And looking at, it doesn't have to be so difficult. I think people put a lot of stress around it. But, like, it is very simple to just pack a lunchbox like with you in the car but the act what i'm saying is the act of doing it like i 100 percent agree with you i never like that sounds so simple to me and i have i've over the years just trained myself that if i'm going to leave the house for longer than three hours i bring food Mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with well i shouldn't say nothing has very little to do with actually being healthy has everything to do with being hangry 
a hundred percent. Zach thinks like when I leave with all my food, he's like, are you going to come back today? Like, am I going to see you in a week? What, why are you taking all this food? Like, what if I get hungry and I can't get food? Like, I just try and avoid that crash altogether. Yeah. And then, and then I notice, you know, it, like my wife is, you guys think I'm type A, she's type A plus. All right. And I try to like keep up with her. And if we leave the house for a long time, like what's going to happen is I'm, I'm going to eat bad food or I'm going to, I'm going to start getting cranky and tired because I have no calories in me. So my energy yeah. goes down and then it's like, I'm going to eat a cheeseburger or something. And then I'm just like, not going to feel good. So now yeah. I'm just mad that I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And no, I got to fuel. What am I after? I'm not after the cheeseburger. I'm after whatever I'm doing that day. Yeah. And I got this very high energy woman that doesn't drink a lot of caffeine that I got to keep up with. I know you guys have three kids, but that's what I feel like sometimes. So I'm like, slow down. But, but yeah. Well, it's taking the few minutes of, you know, not the most ideal and kind of uncomfortable scenarios. Like I have to like prep. I got to like, you know, pack my lunch box. Like you're taking a few extra minutes that are kind of just inconvenient and comparing it to what will happen if you don't, which is, can be an entire afternoon of feeling terrible. That, and we can talk about the most recent fitness funnel. Shameless plug, YouTube, like, subscribe, appreciate you. <laughs> um, the fitness funnel is this show that I do, or this little blip that I do every week. And this week we talked about your average calorie consumption. And it's a random, it's not random, it's a general calorie idea. Like if you suppress your calories all week, eat 2,000 calories a day, Monday through Friday. Let's just make that up. But then you go off the rails on Saturday, Sunday, and you eat 4,000 calories. That's what a lot of people do. Mm. Overindulging that 2,000 calories on Saturday and 2,000 calories on Sunday increases your average Monday through Friday by 571 calories. Well, there's there's 3,500 calories in a pound. So in theory, you would gain 0.6 pounds of fat per week. Or you'll just stay the same. Because that happens a lot too. Yeah. I eat really well Monday through Friday. On the weekends, I, you know, I go crazy. I'm not gaining any weight, but I'm not losing any weight either. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's figure that out. And you probably don't feel too good. Right. right? And then people are like, how am I? Sa- 2,000 calories seems like a lot. No, that's three pieces of pizza and two glasses of wine. Mm-hmm. What? Slice of pizza has like 500 calories in it. That used to be my jam. Yeah, dude. That was, that was it. Wow. Yeah. Foods, it'll get you. It's fun. Uh, Matt Fisher said we have to stop the podcast right now. We must go to Bucky's because I need to go. <laughs> Dude, it's amazing. I will field trip it up with you guys. Welcome to the motherland. Um, that's no. the first time we need to roll out like the strong side drone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, that would be epic. Um, epic April. Um, anyway, so to go off of that, after your shameless plug there. Yeah. Go. YouTube. YouTube. Go do that and then look out for the travel guide that's happening on Friday night. Do you, do you need Saturday? No, no. Friday's cool. Okay. Yeah. I haven't slept since 2013. We're fine. <laughs> Great. Okay. Awesome. Um, that's good. That's everything in April. Those are the big things in April. That's the like webinar. The, oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that, I didn't mean to insult you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so I'm having my next webinar. Um, my goal is to do four webinars this year. And this will be the second one. And this one is called How to Be a Fat Burner. And what we're going to talk about in this webinar, it's going to be Wednesday, April 19th. Sign up goes live next week, but it's Wednesday, April 19th at 6 p.m. So we're jazzing up a little bit. The other one was at noon. This one's going to be at 6 p.m. And we're taking a lot or all of our nutrition concepts and rolling out our three levels of our nutrition program and stuff and really talking about how to get your body to burn fat. 
because your body does not want to burn fat. Your brain wants to burn fat. And that's where it gets really, really interesting is that you, you come into the gym and you say, I'm here to lose weight, which really means you're here to lose fat. Mm -hmm. But when you work out, you only burn carbs. Uh, nobody comes to the gym and says, I want to lose 10 pounds of carbs. You want to lose 10 pounds of fat. Mm -hmm. and, and that has to be done. Any muscular contraction is a mixture of a, a mixture of glucose and glycogen. So glucose being like free sugar in the bloodstream, glycogen being stored carbohydrates inside the muscle. Your body's not using fat. So how do you get your body to burn fat? Mm -hmm. That's, that's what we're going to discuss. I'm not talking keto. Like I'm not talking ketone strips and testing your urine. That's what you have to do on a ketogenic diet. Your keto cookies don't put you in ketosis, right? Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about eliminating a nutrient from your diet, meaning no carbs, no protein, Boo. like no, no, none of that. Potato gang for life. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to understand what makes your body burn fat. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you a little glimpse of what we're going to talk about. We're going to say, okay, if I burn fat, what I'm really doing is I'm burning fatty acids. So what's a fatty acid? I take three molecules of fatty acids and I bind them to a molecule called glycerin, which is made up of sugar. Three fatty acids binded to glycerin is called a triglyceride. Mm. Well, if my triglycerides are high, why would that be? Probably my carbon sugar consumption is high. Well, how much are you taking in? When should you take it in? And then let's define that. If I can lower the amount of carbohydrates consumption in the body and lower the amount of sugar, I can burn more fatty acids. Cause check this out. I know for you guys on the podcast, you can't see my little hands here, but, uh, <laughs> if I, that glycerin molecule has to be broken down. So I'm going to produce all these fatty acids in my body and they're going to float around and they will bond to that glycerin molecule. If my body continues to make more glycerin, more sugar, more carbohydrate consumption, meaning that all my body will do is burn carbs. And then I will crave carbs and I will burn carbs. I will eat carbs and crave carbs and burn carbs, and eat carbs and over and over and over again, never really getting my body to metabolize fat. It's burning calories. You would die if it didn't burn calories, mm -hmm. but a calorie can be carbs, fat, protein, or alcohol. Those are the four things that have calories. Well, since you can't live on alcohol, we're going to say carbs, fat, and protein. Those are your macronutrients. Well, if I want my body to metabolize fat, I have to make sure that it has time to burn fat. There is four calories in a gram of carbs, and there are nine calories in a gram of fat. So if it takes over twice as long to break something down, your body won't attempt to break it down in a high-stress state. Mm. So if it constantly has more carbs and sugar in its body making those glycerin molecules, it will then go grab the fatty acids to bind it to it. Mm. And then all you have is triglycerides. You're really fatigued. You're working really hard and burning a lot of calories, but you might have really stubborn belly fat. You might have hard fat, which is called visceral fat, versus the squishy fat, which is called subcutaneous fat. You might lose. Question. Go ahead. Is visceral fat also brown fat? Yeah, I haven't heard it called that in forever. Brown fat. Yeah, but the danger of that is the subcutaneous fat, the squishy fat, lives on the outside of the muscle, in between the skin. Mm -hmm. The visceral fat lives between the organs and the stomach. Mm -hmm. So you have things like non-alcoholic fatty liver. So you have fatty liver disease from alcohol. And, but then you also have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease where your triglycerides are so high, your glucose is so high, like fasting glucose, carbohydrate consumption is so high that there becomes all this adipose tissue or fat tissue around the liver. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, the liver starts to die, which is really important because it's the only organ that can regenerate itself. Mm -hmm. And this was predicted 10 years ago. We have arrived now. Congratulations, everybody. 
we have more people dying of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease than we do alcoholic liver disease, mm -hmm. which means we have more people needing transplants for non-alcoholic and alcoholic, fa alcoholic fatty liver disease than there are livers available. Did you know it's also happening in children now too? Yeah. It's already there in children. Yeah. And then you have type three diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you could be a one and a half. I learned that. Mm, good. I didn't know that. Or you could be a zero. So <laughs> yeah, let's you go. must go for zero. <laughs> yeah. Um, but point being, so to talk about the webinar, it's not, you need to understand the molecular basics. Okay, molecular basics meaning, okay, I have fat, how's my body burn fat? I have carbs, how's my body burn fat, burn carbs? Okay, the, when I'm under stress and when I'm eating carbs, my body burns carbs. When my body is more in a homeostasic point and I'm eating less sugar, my body burns more fat. It takes time to burn fat. It takes oxygen to burn fat. So if all your workouts are no oxygen and you're high strung, you're going to burn all sugar and you're going to have a bunch of belly fat. Mm. But, your, but your limbs are going to be thin. You'll look like a big apple if you're a male, a, pale, a pear like if you're a female. Mm. Okay, great. So how do I get my body to burn more fat? Well, it's going to have to do with volume. It's going to have to do with exercise quality. And it's also going to have to do with you understanding your personal red line. When have I worked out too much? When do I need a rest day in the workout? When am I pushing too hard? We're going to be able to solve a lot of good questions here. Basically, you want to attend this webinar if you are working out, eating well, and you're not seeing change, mm. or you're not seeing change in your midsection, or you have really bad blood work, meaning fasting glucose over 100, triglycerides over 150, trust me, you want to attend this webinar and it will be how to get your body to burn fat. You know, and we're not going to, I'm obviously not going to send you another gym. I'm not going to tell you to go train with some other nutrition coach. It's just to give you some more knowledge Yeah. where it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's me and I'm doing this thing and I never thought about it. Whoa. Make your body a fat burner. Sign me up. Yeah. There. Wow. No, I think that's going to be really helpful, especially the red line point you just made, like understanding where your red line point is and where you're going into too much of exercise. You're going to, you're too high strung. Like you're, you're just like at that point. I think a lot of people struggle to find that is like, Oh, am I just being lazy? Should I just go harder? This is the time where I should push harder or do I need to dial it back a little bit and then, and take a rest day. That's a question I get a lot. I mean, and, and you know, we can take the science out of it. Um, let's not talk about science. Let's talk about pictures. All right, let's look at every bodybuilder in the whole wide world. Mm. You can play the steroid card if you want. Go right ahead. But you have to lift weights for your muscles to change. You have to do the activity. The steroids yeah. just enhance the activity. Mm -hmm. But anyways, a bodybuilder lifts for an hour. In the hour, they actually have time under tension, meaning actually doing the squat, the bicep curl, the press, whatever, eight minutes. No more than 12. Because mm. they're doing, what, five, six sets? Eight, 10, 12 reps. Let's add that time up. Throughout an entire hour, two-minute rest in between each set, six, eight minutes. What are they doing the other 23 hours a day? Recovering. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm an animal. I work out twice a day for an hour. Great. What are you doing the other 23 or 22 hours? Right. Um, look at, uh, like, I'm a multi-time Ironman. I'm not telling people not to go do that. But, you know, when I when I crossed the finish line, my first Ironman, my mom looked around. She's like, man, I'm not being mean, but, like, I didn't think you could look like this and do an Ironman. Duration and fatigue has nothing to do with body composition. Mm -hmm. You can train your body to just work for a really long time. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you're going to look and feel the way you want to look and feel. 
And I think, too, understanding that, you know, people get really obsessed with how many calories they've burnt on their, like, that yeah. their watch tells them. Like, oh, well, I burnt 500 calories in this workout. But it's like, did you, or in, like, in, if you did, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, to your point, like, with the efficiency of the work, which what we were talking about earlier in the podcast, I just learned, too, people who fidget when they sit, like, people who are not very still, like, you know, maybe you have, like, a twitch and, like, you know, your leg moves and bounces up and down. Those people will burn upwards of a thousand calories a day just through their twitches. Oh, really? Yeah. But that doesn't mean you're in good shape. Like you're yeah. burning calories and yeah. it's extra than someone who can like sit still and be very still. They won't burn those calories, but does not mean that you're going to be in shape because you burn an extra thousand because you have a twitch. Yeah. You know, I think that's like a concept people have to understand just because it says you're burning calories does not mean you're going to be fit. Yeah, your your body will not burn fat unless it's in a homeostasis point. So the first thing you have to do, we talk about this a lot with our three levels of nutrition, which we're going to talk a ton about on the webinar. Your first level is really just to get your body to be in a homeostasis point where it can trust you. Mm -hmm. You're, you, dude, 150 years ago, we were still having babies in wagons, and now we have a Tesla. All right, so <laughs> your body's pretty stinking primal, mm -hmm. and it's really just trying to protect itself. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, let's go to Mars, bro. Like your brain thinks that way. Mm -hmm. Your body does not. So it thinks you're just not going to eat again. It's trying to protect itself for the, same, the next famine. Right. So the stress you have today of your bills, of your whatever, like that's 150 years ago when you were your stress was, I don't know when I'm going to eat again. Right. So the, the type of stress has changed, but your body still views that stress as I'm going to hoard that here because it's going to be cold outside. Mm -hmm. I need to protect myself. We just got heat. Like it just happened. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. I got to get my body to trust me. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not doing those things to trust me, that's what level one's all about. And then level two is putting my body in a position to constantly manufacture that fat just mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Like I'm, I'm sitting, we're having this conversation. My body needs to be metabolizing majority fat. That's mm -hmm. what it needs to be doing. And then phase number three is when I get to manipulate that. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I know I'm excited. Can't wait. <laughs> so that's going to be in the webinar. That's April 19th. Yep. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Yep. Cool. Great. Boom. Can't wait. And sign up will be next week. Uh, I'm excited. It's going to be really cool. Um, that This is actually what my first book was going to be on. And why was it not? Uh, because I couldn't, I couldn't break it down as simple as I wanted to. Mm. So I started writing. I got like half of it done. And then like I had part of the manuscript. And I realized that by the end of the book, you probably felt really informed, but you didn't have a plan. Ah, uh, it wasn't actionable. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't want that. So that's when I wrote nutrition finances instead. And, uh, plug. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, and because I felt like with that book, you ended it and you had a plan. And that was my goal of the book. Like, okay, I'm educated, but I also have an actual nutrition plan that I can follow if I choose to. Right. And maybe I was just too young or didn't think about it enough. And I'm sure now if I rewrote it, then yeah, but just attend the webinar. Hey. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I think that wraps up April. Yeah. I'm really excited. I mean, we got a lot of high quality think power strategy. Just let's take everything we've done and instead of adding more, just do it better and yeah. refine it and polish the edges. And you know, I can power clean. That's awesome for you. Now let's put it to the test. Let's learn how to do it better. Let's learn how to pace with it. Let's do more work faster. Get in better shape. Enjoy the community and sign up for the webinar next week. Boom. That's it, y'all. All right. Mitchell, thanks for 
coming on to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on. Special guest. Yeah. Once a month. Love it. All right, y'all. Um, if you haven't already, please go ahead and give us five stars on this podcast. We greatly appreciate it. It is just for our members to always update you guys and inspire you to live your best life. And go follow us on all the other things. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Like, subscribe. We love you. All right. See ya. Bye. <laughs>